It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor in 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, saying welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast for the weekend. And thank you so much for making us a part of your weekend. Coming up on today's show, dynasties still exist in the NBA, but there's a new dynasty. LeBron James started, and we'll talk more about that and tell you why Golden State Warrior fans need to be worried about Kevin Durant leaving and going someplace else. It's all pretty much laid out. We'll also get into why James Harden is saying all the right things now, but will it come to fruition once the season rolls around with he, Carmelo Anthony, and Chris Paul? In segment number two, what member of the Thunder needs to be worried about the NBA's expansion of the definition, a hostile act? I'm pretty sure you can put two two and two together there, but we'll touch on it anyway. And finally, how much are the Thunder going to miss Nick Collison this year? It's a very good question. The fans, we can get into that aspect of it, but I really want to talk about the guys on the court, what it's not going to be like to have his leadership there guiding them this year. And really, was it his leadership? How big was his leadership these last couple of years as Russell Westbrook emerged as the dominant figure in the organization? My name's Eric G. If you don't know who I am, I'm a uh, contributor to News Radio 1000 KTOK here in Oklahoma City and... 1340 The Game. I've covered the Thunder for five years. I am a credential member of the media. If you like what you hear, I would ask that you would check out our archive podcast at LockedOnThunder.com and also all the audio and video that we've got posted from players, coaches, and members of the front office. It's all available at LockedOnThunder.com. Segment number one now of the Locked On Thunder podcast weekend episode. There is a new dynasty in the NBA. It's called the self dynasty, the player dynasty. It's no longer about teams. It's about the individual, and it was started by LeBron James. That's right, LeBron James. And you guys say, well, wait a second. Is LeBron really a dynasty? He doesn't necessarily have championships. No, but what LeBron does have is a consecutive year streak built up of what seems like the last 30 years of going to the NBA Finals every single season. And it all started when he was in Cleveland, went to the finals, got knocked out, and then decided he was moving to go back, decided he was moving on to go to Miami and then back to Cleveland. And now he's going out to Los Angeles. And the only reason that dynasty is ending is because LeBron James is choosing for that dynasty to end by playing with the Lakers and not teaming up with that core of young players in the, in Philadelphia to play with the 76ers. Next in line for that self-dynasty is one Kevin Durant. And all the facts right now are pointing to him leaving Golden State. First and foremost, if you're a Golden State Warriors fan and you're listening to this, 
and you think that I'm just some spewing some you know pro Oklahoma City takes here. Kevin Durant's leaving five million on the table this season by agreeing to sign a one and one and not doing a two and one. Had Kevin Durant done the two and one this year, he would have made thirty five point six million dollars this season and thirty eight point five next year. Then he would have been eligible to sign a two a five year supermax where he could have made $235 million. Well, if Kevin Durant signing the one-on-one, and you have to think that he's going to opt out of that second year and signs the five-year max with Golden State, he'll only make $219 million on that contract, which is giving Golden State a discount, which I understand what Golden State Warriors fans are saying right now, which is simply this. Hey, Kevin Durant makes all the money in endorsements. He makes all the money with all this other stuff. He can afford to give Golden State a discount. That way they can go out and sign Clay and Steph and they can re-sign to Marcus Cousins and everybody can be happy and sing Kumbaya. Probably not so much. I'm going to say not so much because Kevin Durant is seeing what LeBron James is doing. And LeBron James has built this, this empire that's not like Michael Jordan's, that's not like Magic's or Larry's where... Name was completely synonymous with the team. This is about individuals lifting up a team name or a team brand versus it being the other way around. And really, if you think about it in the NBA, it's always been that way. We just haven't seen guys move teams to continue to further their legacy while letting things wilt inside an organization or inside a city. Plus, there are reports that things aren't exactly hunky-dory in Golden State, that Draymond's starting to get on Steve Kerr's nerves because he'll tell him to screw off during practice, and maybe that's not sitting well with Steph and Clay, and they're just putting up with it now, and they're waiting for this guy to end, and Golden State has to make a decision between Clay and Draymond. And if you get rid of Clay, you're getting rid of a great shooter and a score. If you get rid of Draymond, you're getting rid of the heart and soul. So Kevin Durant, starting to see the writing on the wall, has given himself enough wiggle room to get out and go someplace else and further cement his legacy. He may do it by coming back here to Oklahoma City. I don't want that to happen. I doubt it will happen. But there are going to be options out there for him that even if the salary cap doesn't necessarily fit right now, people will go out, figure out a way to make room to add Kevin Durant because maybe they are just a player of his caliber away from being a legitimate championship team for the next three or four years. Could be in Philly, could be in Boston, it could be in San Antonio. There's just no shortage of places that are going to be knocking down his door. But I think we are about to witness the end of the Golden State run. And saying that, it might even be wishful thinking on my part just because I'm ready to see that run come to an end. The Houston Rockets, will they begin a run? If Golden State's run is going to end, are the Rockets the next in line? I don't think so. I really don't. Looking at how the West is starting to shape up, yes, I am in love with... Russell Westbrook and Paul George and them playing on the same team and still thinking the Thunder need to develop a third option. But as a whole, I like the Thunder's core, even if I'm not crazy about the idea of Jeremy Grant being in the starting five or if Patrick Patterson's in the starting five, the the, the bench with Oklahoma City and how that's going to shape out. 
I do like the Thunder's core and believe that over the next couple of years it can develop, but I don't want to take my eyes off the Utah Jazz. And as quickly as that team has come together, they're going to just going to get better every single year and they're going to progress. And they may be the team that ends up thwarting not only Oklahoma City, but Houston as that next really good team in the West or the next great team in the West, if you want to go that far. When it comes to the Rockets, James Harden is saying all the right things. Saying that Carmelo Anthony is not going to need to really transition in Houston the way that he did in Oklahoma City. And that you've got so many guys with high basketball IQ, they can't help but figure it out. That's what you say now. But let's see where it is at the end of January. Because even the first couple of months of the year... I can give James Harden, Carmelo Anthony, and Chris Paul all the room they want to actually get on the same page. At the end of January, that's when we will be able to tell if whether or not it's working. And that's when we can come back to talk about James Harden and the comments that he had this year and what will need to change, if anything, to see if the Rockets can get better and be that true competition to Golden State in the West. And who knows, with Paul George and Russell Westbrook together and no Carmelo Anthony and just trying to figure it out with guys like Dennis Schroeder, Hamadou Diallo, and Jeremy Grant, and everybody else on that team, the Thunder may even leapfrog them. I'm not holding my breath on that. I'm just thinking that this year, I guess what I'm... I'm, it's, It's that whole wishful thinking thing of that the chemistry is going to be a lot better this year than it was last year. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, which member of the Thunder needs to be worried about the expansion of the definition of what a hostile act is in the NBA? We'll tell you next. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which this week, yesterday in fact, which is Thursday, depending on when you're listening to this, just launched our college podcast. I think we've got 10 all together featuring schools like Alabama, Kentucky, Ohio State, Penn State, and yes, the Oklahoma Sooners, even Baylor is part of it. And if you're an OSU fan, because I've gotten this question from a, a lot of OSU fans, is there going to be a locked on Pokes or a locked on Cowboys? I would think yes, that eventually locked on is going to expand out. It's just a matter of when, not if. So keep it here on Locked On Thunder. I'll keep you up to date on that. Plus, if you're an OU fan or even if you're not, Give Locked On Sooners a listen. I do my best to make it entertaining and informative. And follow us on YouTube and at Twitter, at Locked On Sooners. The NBA is deciding to change three rules. And coming up in mid-September, they're going to vote on these three rules. And the one that I find the most interesting is the fact that the words hostile act or what a hostile act is, is being expanded. 
Originally, what a hostile act had to do with is if you elbowed or kicked or punched another guy, it, it meant automatic ejection. Well, now you can go to the tape if the refs want to signal for a hostile action. And they're expanding it to refs and fans, which automatically makes me think about Russell Westbrook. And we saw him fly off the handle last year at Utah fans as he was walking out of the building. Now, granted, or actually walking off the court and going into the locker room. Now, granted, fans need to watch what they say to players. Okay, and I'm all for the NBA that if you're going to expand this this definition, then tell fans, here's what we're going to determine as a hostile act when it comes to how you treat players, how you treat refs, how you treat coaches. And if you do something that we deem a hostile act, then we're not going to allow you not only in your hometown arena, but we're not going to allow you in any NBA arena. So handle yourself with some decor. Handle yourself with some not only self-respect, but respect for the people who are working hard to entertain you every single night that they come to work. And I honestly believe that I believe that at some point you're just going to let a fan you just need to let a fan get his butt kicked by a player, coach, referee or whoever and then maybe eventually some of the things that fan do in the in the stands stop. But yes, this does worry me about Russell Westbrook because not only have we seen him tell fans to go kiss his butt and I'm paraphrasing there, but referees and everyone else. And I would think that Russ is calm and cool enough not to have to elbow or kick or punch a ref or punch a fan. And you're not going to have to worry about that. But it's for these guys who have a tendency to get emotional. And yes, Draymond Green always has to worry about it. But I like the fact that they're expanding this. I just, I I do kind of wonder why it wasn't expanded in the first place. Then you've got the shot clock which is going to reset at 14 seconds instead of 24 for an offensive rebound. Supposedly, that's going to speed up the game, and eventually it will, but don't be surprised in the first couple of months of the season if you see shot clock violations go up simply because players have got to get used to it. And yes, they will be dealing with this during training camp. They'll be dealing with this during preseason games. But the regular season, preseason switch sometimes doesn't get all the way flipped mentally. And when you work so much on muscle memory, a situation like that can't help be mistakes and then, or can't help but breed mistakes. And then there is the definition of a clear path foul, which is going to get expanded and should become a little bit clearer if you want to know what that is. And I will just tell you, I'll just read straight up right now. This is from ESPN. Quote, a personal foul is committed on any offensive player during his team's transition and scoring opportunity. So I guess if you get an offensive rebound or you get a defensive rebound, you pass the out, you throw the outlet pass, and a guy is just above the top of the key, maybe close to half court or close to mid court, and he gets fouled, then that's a clear path foul if there's nobody else in front of him. I'm assuming that. When the foul occurs, the ball is ahead of the tip circle in the backcourt, and no defensive player is ahead of an offensive player with a scoring opportunity, and that offensive player is in control of the ball or pass has been released, which seems like that's what a definition of a clear path foul is right now. Also, uh, in the instance of a clear path foul, the team is going to be now given two free throw attempts 
and possession of the ball on the sideline closest to where the foul happens. So it's like a technical foul. And finally, the last definition of a clear path foul, uh, the the defense deprives an offensive player of transition scoring opportunity. So more clear path fouls. Players are going to be a little bit more on edge and shot clock violations will go up the first couple of months of the year, but then scoring will go up and we'll all have a happy NBA season. It'll be interesting to see just how much we notice these changes and how much they affect the game throughout the 82-game season. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We will wrap things up in the next segment talking about Mr. Thunder and just what his absence will mean to the city and to the organization. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder weekend episode. I am Eric G. Hope you are enjoying listening to us. If you like what you hear, please go to LockedOnThunder.com. And check out all our podcasts. We just launched Locked On Sooners this week. If you haven't heard that, check it out. I think the content's pretty good there as well. And the uh, LOPN, the Locked On Podcast Network, is also launching several college podcasts over the next few months. We started with 10, and we will be growing that. So if you're an Oklahoma State fan, I know I've got a lot of Oklahoma State fans that listen to this. I would think that Locked On Hopes is just right around the corner, and I'm looking forward to that. So, And if you're an OSU fan, I hope you enjoy listening to Locked On Sooners. Even if you're not an OU fan, um, listen, support, whatever, but support this great network as we try and bring you local content every single day in an on-demand platform and in a, uh, in a time frame that fits in with your busy schedule. Nick Collison is leaving the Oklahoma City Thunder. And we've seen the documentary, and Jenny Carlson wrote about his number being retired. And since we've already touched on that topic here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, let's talk about what Nick Collison's absence means to this city and means to the organization. From an organizational standpoint, Nick Collison picked the perfect time to leave. And not just because the Thunder probably weren't going to give him the chance to stick around, But I think more importantly, what you've seen is Russell Westbrook asserting his dominance in the Oklahoma City Thunder locker room as a member of the organization. And if this is truly his team, then the Jedi doesn't need the master anymore. And it's time for Russell Westbrook to take over and start grooming some of these younger guys. And that can be difficult when you've got one of the mainstays that's still here and still sort of asserting that dominance, now Russell gets to mold players. And can Russell mold players in a way that a guy like Nick Collison would? The answer to that is no, because that's not Russell's style. But because Russ is such a dynamic figure and his teammates have a tendency to respect him, 
I, I think the Thunder's going to be okay there. Where Nick Collison will be missed is the city and the public relations aspect and always sort of being the face of the organization when... Essentially, he's the face of the organization when Russ isn't there. Whenever you needed, whenever you needed the bookmobile, or you needed somebody to go to Brahms, or somebody to go to Homeland and bag groceries, it was always good to have Nick Collison there because he was always good for a few quotes. He always smiled and he showed well, and he was a guy that was never going to embarrass the organization. But because his foundation was laid so deep. And because he had a chance to put his arm around Russell Westbrook and teach Russell Westbrook the meaning of being a leader, then I would guarantee you that just about everybody in this organization now is going to carry some of Nick Collison with them and do their best not to embarrass the organization. The only time you really have to worry about Thunder players getting out and doing something away from the court is when Sam Presti leaves. And if there's an issue with one, Depending on who it is, the Thunder will, they have a tendency to handle these things quick with anybody inside the organization to make sure that it doesn't happen a second time. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G, and uh, we'll be back on Monday with more Locked on Thunder. Also, our second episode of Locked on Sooners is coming Monday as well. So listen to that. We thank you so much for uh, making us a part of your day. And as always, we say everybody love everybody and Peace, love, and thunder up. We'll catch you on Monday. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.